Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Black Girl Manifest Podcast. This is your girl Anika. And it's Brittany, bitch. Yes, come on. Come on. What up, Brittany? Nothing. Happy spring equinox. Woohoo! It's here. I never thought we'd get out of winter. Lord have mercy. I know. And I as excited as I really want to be for spring, I'm like, flowers. Uh all the shit going on but look but uh so yes glad the winter has broken um definitely happy for the spring and the flowers and all that good shit so is is it just me or is it just my brain is just so confused like it can't the two the madness going on and the the flowers outside blooming it don't match at all it is an oxymoron it is just opposite it's it's not right. It's weird. It's like Twilight Zone. It's crazy. Like I went outside and I looked to my left and we got like these really, really pretty lush uh bushes and they have bloomed and they got like these pretty white flowers on them. And it's like, okay, but get back inside. Like I can't even enjoy them and look at them. Like it's it just makes no absolute sense. I could better understand this if this was like Shit, I was gonna say February, but February was just crazy. I could understand if it was like, you know, December. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, girl. What's been going on with you this week? Oh, you know, just trying to stay afloat. I, I felt like it's been a long week. Um, because I really was just been trying to get to the weekend. So I kind of spent the week like, okay, being anxious for the next day, the next day, because I just want to lay in the bed without rushing to work every morning. That's it. Mm. So, <laughs> that's how my week has been. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. They so, get tough. If everybody doesn't know, I mean, we've been going dealing with this shit for three weeks by now. I guess, like, would you say, like, this is the, the climax of it? Girl, I don't know, because I don't, I really don't know what's, what I, what, let me say, I don't think this is the climax. I don't. Okay. This is like uh, I don't. I can't even begin how to describe it. But two weeks ago, we was telling y'all we was mad at y'all because y'all was hiking the prices up on lifestyle wipes and shit. <laughs> Last week we was mad at y'all because you know or whatever. And this week is just like, ugh. so I'm officially officially quarantined. I'm in the house, kind of. Um. My kids have been out of school for a week now. They're supposed to go back at the end of the month. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I've just, this is my second day off of work. And I'm just trying to figure out what to do with my time. Like, I haven't started to do, like, a deep cleanse of my house yet. I started to yesterday, but then I... I saw it. <laughs> I did, like, a... I burned my sage, and then I... My sage crumbled in my hand, and I was like, "What? What? It was like I still had a nice little trunk, and then I kind of moved it a little bit. Maybe like the string was loose, and I and then it just kind of crumbled, and it fell to the floor. And I just kind of like to burn out on the floor, just to you know, to get the bad energy out. But yeah, I don't know, y'all. This shit sirs. And meanwhile, while she quarantined, these niggas still got me going to work for what reason? I'm really not sure. So, if anybody gonna catch the Rona, niggas like me who gotta go to work. 
I'm not wishing any bad because I'm manifesting all bad energy away. However, there's no reason for me not to be home. So I just am a little anxious to start my quarantine so I can be at home and just see what's really going on rather than being distracted by work or other things. So I'm just ready. I'm to surprised that ain't nobody at your job got the running. You know, niggas like to pull bread apart with their bare hands at your job. Oh, yeah, girl. And it's funny because he is actually working from home. Um, he needs to be shit. <laughs> and I remember when I said it to my supervisor when we had something. We yes, we still had something at work this past weekend for fucking St. Patrick's Day with the corona still going around. Crazy. Um, she was like, "Wash your hands. We don't want anybody touching bread and stuff." I was like, "Oh, she said <laughs> she is petty." I meant to tell you that. <laughs> my cocky petty right there. I love it. Well, okay, yeah, that's our week, y'all. So, we hope that y'all are having a better week quarantine, too. I know some of y'all still gotta go to work, but we're gonna get through this, we're gonna make it. Y'all just make sure y'all have your artillery ready for the purge. I got my list ready, I'm gonna pull it out of my back pocket. Like, hmm, all right, I'm going to her house first. All right, let's go. Oh, damn, I'm keeping we doing that, sis. I'm I'm I'm, listen, if we got the purge, I'm I'm not gonna say what I would do first. Okay. Oh wow. I don't even my I can't even do this. We'll talk about this after. Because I'm really curious now. Okay. <laughs> okay, guys. So um we this week we want to talk about some place that, you know, a majority of us go and a majority of us of us have to deal with it regardless if we do or not. So we are going to talk about microaggression in the workplace. Mm. Microaggression in the workplace. So if you do not know what a microaggression is, um, I got a lot of my information from like um, dictionary.com for the definition and then a couple of other places. Um, Just an article from how to how microaggressions can affect the well-being of the workplace. So the definition of a microaggression is a statement, action, or incident regarding an instance of indirect, subtle, or unintentional discrimination against member, members of a marginalized group such as racial or ethnic minor, minority. Um, so an example would be like... Uh, Oh, your hair is just so. Can I can I touch your hair? It's just Ooh, so please. so rough. It's like wool. You know that that is kind of a microaggression. Ooh, that just made my skin crawl. Yes, I hate that so much. Oh, I luckily that has not happened to me because I know I would probably snap somebody's head in half. <laughs> um, there are actually three forms of microaggression, and I did not know this until I looked it up. So, um, the three forms would be micro assault micro insult and micro invalidation and almost all these encounters are prone to microaggressions to various racial groups so let me put a pin in that for a second if you don't mind mm-hmm. so do you like have you experienced since since there are three different types of microaggressions do you have an experience in like in all three or just one type of category? 
Um, from what I know, I've just had um I wanna kinda say I've had micro invalidation and then um micro insult. And I could kinda think that they could go probably hand in hand. Um I come from not a lot of people know, but I come up from a background where I have a lot of leadership experience and I am typically the person that's in charge that goes with my zodiac sign like I like to be in charge I like to lead um it makes me feel validated it makes me feel important um but I also know when to take the step back and be a team player so at this current position that I'm at I am not the person in the lead I'm kind of the bottom person at the bottom of the totem pole Mm -hmm. only because um I stopped I I started my career in the medical field and then I kind of stopped and now I'm back into the medical field. So I'm, you know, at the bottom of the totem pole. And so when you're working with somebody who is a nurse practitioner or whatever, and they kind of make you feel like, well, they kind of talk to you stupidly. And I don't know if it's like condescending. Yes, kind of condescending. Well, I don't know if you know this or not. Oh, Well, actually, I do know. Um, I am pretty knowledgeable and what people don't know is like I'm actually getting ready to take courses to go back to medical school and you know for nursing so just kind of make like in this instance where you're kind of at the bottom of the totem pole you don't get paid as everybody pay as much as everybody else but essentially you're doing more work than everybody else it kind of like it kind of feels like invalidation yeah I, I, I have that happen a lot recently to be honest and it also kind of like you said maybe it ties in but it 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 seems more of an insult because like I'm not sure if you know like what do you, what do you mean you're not sure if I know because you're kind of implying that somebody like me wouldn't know which is a direct insult like right what come on now so I can't think of like specific times but the one of the times I have in mind um definitely I think most of what a lot of people experience is a micro insult. Um, typically like micro assault, micro assault, you know, just depending on if it's like a really racist place, you know, micro assault, like people just gonna yeah. say something crazy. But most of the time it's like the insult, which is crazy. So do you have an example of any micro insults that you've had? Yes. Um <clears throat> I don't know if I shared this on here, but I definitely have told you and I'll just share the most recent one that just makes my eyes roll when um, I was we were getting ready to um, waiting for a couple other people to start a meeting. And my um, my boss's boss was in the room. Her and I were in there first. We were the first two people that were actually on time. I think I did tell the story on here. But anyway, she we ended up doing some small talk and she asked me about um what I was doing for the weekend and then you know out of obligatory I was like well what are you doing she's like oh I'm just taking my husband to see um some type of classical bullshit music I don't know what she said and I was like okay whatever cool that's what y'all like to do bluegrass and shit and she was like yeah because I don't I don't listen I don't like that harsh music like I don't listen to rap and that was a direct micro (laughs) insult because it was like well so one you are insulting me because you're assuming that 
what I like, the music that I like is harsh and that I've never, I haven't told you anything about music that I like, but you had to say that, that, that had nothing to do with what you had going on, sis. It was a micro insult and it was unnecessary. And it's just kind of like, I, part of me believes that they don't realize that they're saying it because it's become like an everyday thing. I, uh-huh. I don't know that I can say that they're intentional on doing it unless it's like micro assault where they just like those niggers or the, you know, whatever they choose to say, those are more easily. But the other stuff, I think it's like just the American thread of a person. Like this, this, this is so annoying. Cause like you said, like who the fuck said I was going to listen to Walker Flocka bitch. Like I'm, I'm going to go see a podcast. Like the right. Fuck? And what makes it so annoying is that we're at work so now I'm already like have to filter what the fuck I say but you can just turn your white all on and it's just fine but at a workplace this is not necessarily a safe space because we don't we our safe spaces you know although we're creating more and more for each other which is pretty dope but our safe places usually are you know not as many like as they have so it's like I'm already operating on I can't say what I want to say or I have to say it in a way that doesn't seem disrespectful or something when you already disrespected the fuck out of me it's it's a lot to deal with at work and that's why we wanted to you know bring it up because it's like balancing I need the money over here and just your everyday or maybe not everyday but somewhat normal microaggressions which you kind of like sometimes find yourself talking yourself through it like she about to say some bullshit you know, yeah. So would you would you go as far to say like I I think I would say like even micromanaging could be a part of microaggression because give me a chance to show you that I can do the job. Like you don't have to hover over me. You don't have to do all these kind of things. I will get it done. And if I'm not doing it correctly, show me the way in. Like I just don't like to be micromanaged. So that could be a microaggression to me. Yeah, that I mean that especially if if you notice that especially if you notice that no one else is being um you know micromanaged or you just know for sure that there's been things that's been said that you know if there was little katie or somebody else that looked differently they would feel like came with a set of knowledge which is um i think that's kind of like the micro insult too i spoke to yes it, it really is okay so what more information do you have about microaggressions for us? So I wanted to kind of um, go in and provide a little more examples because we did say we got micro assault, we have micro insult, and then we have micro invalidation. And sometimes that can be hard to differentiate. Like Brittany says, sometimes micro invalidation kind of sounds like micro insult so it's kind of like, well, what's the difference between this and this? I just kind of want to go over a couple examples of what um, microaggressions look like as far in the different types. Um, so one thing, like the number one thing we hear people say is like, so one, the theme of this microaggression says denial of individual racism, a statement made when whites deny their racial biases. So they will say, I'm not racist because I have several black friends and which sends the message <laughs> that I am immune to racism because I have friends of color, which we all know is bullshit. And then um, another microaggression is as a woman, I know what you go through as a racial minority. And I hate when I really don't understand why 
a lot of white women feel like they can find comfort in, you know, talking to a black woman about what we would have had, what, you know, what they perceive to be problems because it's a woman, a woman thing. And it's like, we are women, but I can't relate in, in that way. Like I'm not, I won't, I won't ever call myself feminist because I feel like they have problems with their men you know what i'm saying that that's not we're not really united front that's just trying that's just some that's a microaggression whether we realize it or not and it sends the message that your racial oppression is no different than my gender oppression i can't be a racist i'm like you and that's total bullshit because that's that's not it we all know that so um yeah and i've i'm sure we've all had somebody tell us that bullshit um another one i wanted to say which is really um interesting because we all hear this them the theme of this microaggression would be color blindness so like when you hear them say i don't see color when i look at you you know i you know we're all one melting pot you know just them saying pretty much saying there's no way i can be racist because i'm not even looking at you as a black person pretty much when what that actually is doing the message that it's sending us is that it's denying a person's a person of color's racial ethnic experiences. So when you say that, you automatically put it like, well, you can't, we can't be different from each other. So therefore you had the same opportunities I had, which we know that's just not true. So, mm. and also um, denies the individual as a racial cultural being. So it's like, it just kind of, you know, takes away a lot of your quote unquote racial credit, I guess you can say in your experiences. And it's not fair to just, you know, for them to, make statements like that which they probably don't see as anything wrong because it wasn't a direct derogatory name which apparently is the only thing that can be racist these days the fuck um so yeah there there are tons of examples and um i can we can put the link to um if you guys want to see this breakdown um in the show notes because it's really once it's kind of, they kind of broke it down into a chart and it's, I find it very interesting because it's kind of like really well thought out and it's like, oh yeah, this, these are everyday things that, you know, maybe even I didn't realize it was a microaggression, but some of the stuff is like, yeah, you've been putting up with this. So it's just a lot to deal with on a, a somewhat regular basis. And we've come to almost normalize it, but I'm glad that, you know, we're creating a space where we can talk about it because it is a problem and we do deal with it. And it, it it grinds my gears. Yeah, like you said, we just kind of deal with it. It's almost like to, oh, well, that's just how she Ooh, is. Okay, but okay, well, don't guess that's how she is. Me, we we're all adults. Ooh. We are all have the capacity and the knowledge to change. You're being racist, whether you think you are or not. <laughs> Let's change that. Oh wait, but what about it? What about what about if I don't have black friends, but I but but my kids are mixed, so there's no way I can be racist, right? Because I actually have kids that are would be considered black. You can sleep with somebody outside of their race and still be racist. You can have you know grandchildren who are of color and can still be racist. Um, you know, it's it's been plenty of times where we have listened to our favorite podcast and their listener letters who are like you I'm black and my boyfriend's white and he wants to call me a nigger whore said what do I do? <laughs> like it doesn't <laughs> just because you are 
of sleeping and pre creating <laughs> with a person of color does not mean that you are not racist. And nine times out of ten, if you are racist and you are with a person of color, that person is not a very <laughs> um what's the word I'm looking for? They're not very, you know, pro black themselves. Right. They're not they're not like they're probably on some self hate type of shit. Not all the time. Well, okay. What exactly what you said, that's some some self hate type of shit, period. So yeah. Yes, because there's no way that I'm going to. What, uh, uh, Thomas, you are gonna have to hop the fuck off of me. What do you mean when we call you a nigger? You want to call me a nigger bed winch? What the? Fuck? Excuse me, sir. <laughs> call what, Brittany? A nigger bed winch. <laughs> <laughs> and you want me to lay it like you no? Know, uh, no, you have to go say the darkest scum bucket I ever seen on this side of the goddamn Mississippi. And if and that's if that's the first card you pull out of your pocket is well I have black friends. <sighs> okay, you're racist. Thank you. Period. Because because do, do you get a tro- the reason why if anybody doesn't understand like when you say that do you get a trophy for that? Like is that a prize? because you listen? I'm not when I'm arguing with white people. I'm not pulling out my my. Well, I have white friends card. Well, first of all, I, I know white people. I don't have white friends, but <laughs> I. <laughs> That's not the card I'm pulling out because that, that that's invalid. That doesn't matter, girl. Come on. That does not matter in this instance. What what does your black friend have to do with what we're talking about? And and then furthermore, why is your black friend not putting you a check if y'all that good of friends and you have this idea ideology? Why are they not putting you in check? Mm. Usually, but white friend means that's a, that's a, I, black friend means I know somebody that's black and I don't get the I don't break out in leprosy yeah, around them. That's different. Absolutely. Absolutely. That means I sit next to somebody named Tyrone Edward <laughs> and we pitch chat on occasion. He tells me about how, you know, his wife watches Love and Hip Hop every now and again and then I talk about Game of Thrones. You know, that's what that is. You're you're not friends. You're not friends. But that's a whole totally different subject for we could go in about this. Yeah, we just talking we're talking about the microaggressions and um just how how they are. Like it's I think I've been microaggressed other places, of course. And sometimes you'd be like, damn, what was you wait, because was you wait, you tried me. Um, but at work it's just it's it'd be like subtle shit and it's just like things that you have to be creative to not make a, you know, again, disrespectful tone, but find creative ways to um, say something or not. And I, I'm, this is something that I still struggle with. So I can't say, you know, this is what I would do or what do I, it, it literally is case by case. It, it just, you know, still something I struggle with. So I ain't got the answers, but it just still goes on. And it's just, it's just very annoying. <laughs> yeah. What do you remember the first time you've had any microaggressions? I can't I can't remember the first time, but um, I think I, I was a little bit older in the corporate America by the time I realized like this is some real microaggression. And I can I can remember an instance where I was like, Okay, enough is is enough. I can't work here anymore. No, uh where was that at? I remember I was working for a large retailer and um, 
I was promoted. Like I had literally worked myself up from a part-time, a part-time seasonal employee. I worked my way up to, you know, full-time. Then I worked my way up to um, a lead. And then I worked my way up to a supervisor. And then your girl worked her way up to a supervisor position. And then your girl worked her way up to a management position. And as much as I disliked retail, I love working at said retailer. Like it was my place. Um, I had a black um, store manager, and he was male. And he saw he besides my parent, my mother. He was the first person that really saw any potential in me, and I didn't understand at the time. And I remember when he hired me for the minute well he promoted he brought me into his office and he promoted me had no idea it was coming and I was like what the fuck and I literally said this and I was like what the fuck do you see in me that I don't see in myself I was like I don't I don't get it I don't see it I said I'm, I'm extremely grateful but I don't see it he was like you're a star like you got this you are gonna do major things he was like I can see you being um a district manager making six figures and you know da 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 and you know I was so happy because you know he believed in me and then come to find out um he was leaving the store because he had actually got promoted to a district manager position and it just broke my heart and then the way this company works is like once you get promoted to manager position you're not able to work in the same store that you um are currently working at anymore you have to outsource to a different store just because you know some people may have bias mm-hmm. or whatever so you get a, a whole new team and so I remember going to a, a whole new team and then my counterpart was a, a black male as well and him and I were the same age and like he was killing it and he was like really one of my best friends we had got to know each other really well and we really meshed together very well and then what happened was um, we ended up the the whole team was basically new the whole management team and then we got a white male store manager mm-hmm. and um, he was just maybe like four or five years older than us but he thought he was big shit and he had never been a store manager he had really come from assistant store manager himself at another large retailer and he didn't know how that the company that we were currently working at was how it worked and so I have been there for years um and I was trying to tell him like how x y and z worked but he thought he was big shit because he was the store manager okay I get that um but I'm literally trying to I'm not trying to shit on you I'm just trying to tell you like we don't stuff don't work like how you want to work it was the, the the large retailer he came from was a competitor for what the store we were at and so he would like I would literally say things like meetings. Wait, so you telling me they hired him from a lower position, like assistant manager, and and it was his first time being a store manager there. He wasn't store manager nowhere else. Yes, girl. Okay, and and it pays to know people. It's 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 about what you know, because you have to know something to get 
to the people you know just a little bit, even if you just know a smidget. But it pays to know people, period. It pays to network. And he he really taught me, like, you need to get out there and talk to people and move and shake in the world. Because there's no fucking way he should have been able to get that job. He would take, like, we would have team meetings with other leads and other supervisors, like management meetings. And I would have an idea or whatever, and he would shit on my idea in the meeting. But then after we leave the meeting, he was like, you know, we should really implement uh, this, this, and this. And I'd be looking up inside his head like, bitch, I said that. But you shit on what I what I said in the meeting. Um, and then he would kind of, it kind of turned into like a boys club in the sausage party. Because while him and my counterpart were cool, they would go out, you know, for you know, after work and have drinks and chit chat and they would never invite me. And it was because, first of all, I'm a woman and then second of all, I'm a black woman and then third of all, I'm a little bit newer to the management team. Like, they have more management experience than I did but I'm new and I'm black and I'm a woman. And so that was like the first really slap in the face of microaggression that I had to deal with where I knew I had to get the fuck ASAP and that just really kind of turned me off to corporate period and then I went to another major retailer where another man was in power and he was like Italian and he was just he was a micromanager um microaggressive person and I was just like you know what I'm done with retail I can't do this anymore so it was just that just left an extremely sour taste in my mouth that's my experience of what I remember Mm. Yeah, they that's I didn't. I mean, hearing us the story now, I remember you telling me, but kind of now kind of gives it more context. And it's like, oh, okay, that's that's crazy. But guess what? Now he ain't there no more. <laughs> Stupid. Because <laughs> guess what? The whole like I left, and then my counter, well, my counterpart left before I did, then I left, and then he saw that he really couldn't run the ship without the two and then numbers started dropping and they gave him the option like you resign or you get fired and so that boy left wow yeah I was holding it together yeah I'm really good at like I'm goofy as hell I um but I get my work done and I do I pride myself on my work especially like in retail because that was my life like apparel and putting stuff together and merchandising that was my shit that was something i knew I was good at and I didn't know that I was good at it. So yeah. Mm. Hope you're having a good time, Luke, with you and your little Ooh, she baby. Had it. Okay. All right. So <laughs> um yeah. We want to hear about your your guys' microaggression. So I mean we have so many to, I know we have so many to share collectively as a community, but if you guys ever just um want us to share your story we want to hear about you know your microaggression so please don't hesitate to send the email send us an email at black girl manifest no it's what is the email girl blk girl <laughs> big girl Henry white black girl manifest at gmail.com it's blk girl manifest at gmail.com right. send us your emails we want to read them we want to know i want to know 
I want to know because somebody else's story is always like, girl, what? No, we just want to know what Michael or Chris. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's take a break. And we're back. And we back, bitch. Hey. Oh. Why is that my favorite Chris word today? Bitch. And Uh, you saying it very hard. Like, too short. Bitch. Ooh, bitch, shake that monkey. <laughs> okay, thank you for that too short. Anyway, guys, this is the, we have reached the motherfucking audacity segment of the podcast. This is a segment where we like to say if niggas ain't got shit else, they got the what, Brittany? <clears throat> motherfucking audacity, bitch. <laughs> I'm never gonna not laugh at that. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, Brittany, you got another? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So, my um, audacity ties into uh, our higher vibration segment for today about microaggression. So, like I said, I work in the medical office. I <laughs> have, our office is very small, it just contains four people medical re- director. Nurse practitioner, me, and then the receptionist. So the receptionist has been out for a couple of days, you know, getting some training. And uh, so I've been kind of doing my job and the front desk work. So the nurse practitioner is neurotic. <laughs> That's the word I'm going to use for her. She's neurotic. Um, she's the type of person who will ask you a question you get ready to answer the question and she'll cut you off in the middle of the question to ask you another question. And I am I'm growing to be a patient person because I'm not a patient person at all. I'm not patient. Um, I'm quick to I was quick to cuss people out. Um, but now I'm trying to give people the grace that I want to have. Mm. So um, the first couple of times, I was like, well, maybe this is not intentional. Um, she may not realize that she's doing it. So, maybe, like, after the, you know, 10th, 15th time, one time, one day she asked me a question, and she was like, I was getting ready to answer the question, and she interrupted me and was getting and asked me the question that I was getting ready to finish my statement with. And I just looked her in her eyes. Y'all had got tired. (laughs) I really got tired. I said, I was getting ready to answer that if you would let me finish my thought before interrupting me. Uh, And she kind of looked at me. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Well, I mean, you if you didn't mean to do it, you do it all the time. So let's stop doing it. So then Friday, she, well, not Friday. Cause I'm, I'm, my days are mixed up because, Lord, I've been at home. <laughs> but whatever days was, she asked me, like, well, hey. Now, this is, my, this is part of my job now, y'all, is to call patients and make sure that they're going to come to their appointment. Follow up with them. Make sure that they are taking their medications the way they're supposed to because I work with diabetic patients. Um, And making sure they're managing well through this whole corona thing because 
you know, my job is to call them and say, hey, are you feeling well? If you're not feeling well, let's get you rescheduled. So I had a couple of patients who hadn't been um, confirmed in the books and they were not confirmed because they did not answer the phone. So I don't put, you know, I put in a note like, hey, let's mention da 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 da. So she just sees on the computer screen um, that they were not confirmed. So she comes up to my desk and is like, um, so do you confirm appointments for these people or not? And I said, of course not. Why would I do that? I mean, no, what I'm saying is like, do you call them and see if they're coming to their appointment or not? I, I looked at it. No, why Why would I do that? Are you being, Brittany, are you being a smart ass? Oh. I said, I'm absolutely being a smart ass. I said, that is part of my job. I said, what do you think I'm doing? Sitting here watching Netflix and twiddling my thumbs all day? I said, I do my job. You, y'all you pay me to do a job. I'm going to do my job so I don't ever have the possibility of losing my job. Wow. That girl went in. And she was like, well, I just didn't see that where they were confirmed. Did you look in the notes? Oh, no. I didn't look in the notes. I said, well, if you look into the notes, I always leave a note of what I did with the patient. So a patient can't come back and say, yeah. well, no, she didn't do X, Y, and Z. I actually did. I left a note. It's documented. Don't ever ask me about my job unless I'm extremely, extremely failing. Like, this is how I, it's an insult to me because this is how I feed my kids. This is how me and my husband are able to, um, provide for our family don't do that i'm more than capable of picking up a phone and asking somebody if they're coming to their appointment that's the easiest part of my job don't ask me no bullshit like that what was she was she trying to insinuate that people weren't coming or that what was her point in asking that do you think like what was she getting at it was it was just a slow day in the office and she didn't have shit else to do girl I and she didn't she looked at the she looked at the day you know the next day and was like oh i don't see anybody confirmed well it's the first of all it's not your job to make sure that i'm confirming anybody it's your job just to see the patient right. and give them what they need my manager's job is to make sure that i am um confirming appointments and doing what i need to do on a daily basis and you can't tell me that i'm not vital to this job because my boss told me today called me on the phone and said I don't know how the fuck I would do this shit without you um so do you think it's a possibility that your boss and her you know they got the group chat that she be telling her little stuff or maybe she it's either like she tells her to look out excuse me or it's because your boss is younger and she feels like maybe she's carefree so she feel like she gotta do it uh, I'm sure they have a little group chat about me because I do be getting smart. And I'm not sure. It could be, you know, it could be either or. Hmm. It really could be either or. Because just, just like they talking about me, I'm talking about theirs. She got the audacity. Come on, man. She sure does. Don't insult me like that. Don't do that. Mm. Do you have any audacities for the week? I have three audacities. You have three what? Audacities. <clears throat> girl. Why? What? What? That girl need a book called Audacities. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know why my throat is. <clears> throat> Oof, Lord, please. I got to pray over this. 
Oh, girl. Oh, my, it's in my throat. Oh, Lord. Y'all pray. Please. Keep, every time I clear, it keep coming back. Okay. <clears throat> what the hell? Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you okay, baby? Girl, this is, that girl needs some ginger ale. Do you hear me? I feel like I need to. <clears throat> I got to get through this. You scare me now. And me, I'm scaring myself too. When I come out this closet, y'all gonna spray me with lace on. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna go to the mailbox in the morning? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a, a little envelope in there with it. It's gonna be wet because it's gonna be some uh Clorox, Clorox wipes in there for you. <laughs> Wipe it down, baby. <laughs> You don't know how much of a germaphobe he is when it when it comes to this shit. So that's why I'm like, this boy gonna put us. It's gonna be a sock on my back. It's gonna be a 10.93 when I leave at this room if I don't get it together. Oh my okay. god! So 23.19. 23.19. Yeah, that's what I said. That's what I meant. Okay, <laughs> so my that's the first one. I'm gonna start them from smallest to largest. Okay, um, so my first audacity is just um. <laughs> My job is a nigga for still having me come in to work and potentially get exposed to this virus. And the fact that there was a new person that started on Monday, fine, none of my business, what? whatever. However y'all want to do the enrollments. But when you come over there and you introduce him to me, don't ask me, am I going to shake his hand? I'm not going to shake his fucking hand. I'm not going to do that. Like, why would I do that right now? Come on, man. And he's like trying to be almost um, a big shit like, you, I can shake your hand, I don't mind, or we can just do an air high five or whatever. Nigga, you can, how about you just get the fuck ASAP after, after, ASAP that, after shit. that shit? The fuck? I was just like, no, we, I said, no, we definitely won't be shaking hands, and I just kind of kept my distance, and then later on, his boss came around, was like, <clears throat> for then, okay, so this is another microaggression. He was like, Nakia didn't want to shake hands, uh, he was trying to be all funny. And I said, who is that? And he just looked and paused and he was like, really? Because there's a girl that works there um, named Nakia. She was like, and they always get us mixed up. Anika Nakia, okay? Same shit to them. And so I said, who is that? And then I was like, I said, well, I said, oh, um, Nakia, I said, you know, because we're the same exact person. And he just looked at me. They had to put him in his place because I'm like, I'm not... We are not the same person, you know this. So get my name right because I'm who I am, and you get her name right because she who she is. Anyway, he was like, she didn't want to high five. I'm like, I mean, she didn't want to shake his hand. Like, now you making me seem like I'm being rude because I don't want to catch a virus. The fuck. So y'all got mm. y'all niggas for that and for even um putting me in that situation because niggas are still going to work next week. Um, my second audacity is. <clears throat> Folks not wanting to do their job. And when I say that, I mean my job at work is to pretty much distribute work to others. So when I distribute work to you, I'm saying it's yours. I'm saying whatever follow-up needs to be done after that, you handle it. Don't put it back to me because now we're playing tennis and that's not how the work is supposed to go. It's supposed to flow through me and out and that's it. So I assign something to somebody and she perceived and, and, and I had to so what she should have been doing is reaching out to whoever needed to be reached out to. But she replied, mm-hmm. knowing that person wasn't on the email, addressing them like, 
hey, so or or more like she replied and told me like what to do. And I'm like, bitch, why you don't reach out to her? I gave this to you, so don't put it back to me. So and then so what I do, I passive aggressively copied the person on the email and was like, so and so correspond with her directly, meaning leave me the fuck out of it. I'm just mm-hmm. facilitating this because she act like she can't hit the CC button on this shit. So then here they go, reply all to everything, every fucking correspondence from then on mm-hmm. out. Thank you. Tomorrow. Yes. Hello. Ha- Why am I on this shit? Why? Because somebody didn't want to do their job and I had to do the extra work to link y'all niggas together. Niggas had the audacity to keep you on the same email thread when you there's no need for you to be there. No need. <laughs> Girl, it's so annoying. Thank you. Hello. Have a good day. We'll check back. We'll t- I don't I don't need to know all that. Like, just take me off. Anyway. Right. Annoying. My third audacity and my biggest one, and there's two types mm-hmm. of this audacity. And and it's 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 tax season, so niggas is real on a not not acting right. When I say niggas this time, I mean bullshit. So there's two different kind where the niggas act out during tax season. There's the niggas that <laughs> that think because their their child's mom files for taxes that they are owed half or any pieces of pennies of the money. Oh. I will not, cannot, and that's that's the that's the first type of nigga. Why do you think that I owe you anything when it comes to taxes on these children or child? Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Um. So I, this I, this is a little bit too close to home. Okay. Yeah. Listen. This is all. All I'm saying is, for the women who th- this is okay. So this is my second part. Because there's women who's like, "Nigga, please fuck you." But then there are women that actually give uh, their half of their taxes to him for what reason? I don't know. Especially if he ain't been doing right by him anyway. Now, this is mm. not confusing with don't let him see the kids. When you said that, I'm just saying when you file your taxes, why would you pay money back to somebody who's supposed to pay money to you? What are you getting a refund mm. for? When you go to the store, do they pay you for the pineapple juice you picked up? They don't. You actually have to pay them, do. right? Mm-hmm. I thought that's the way money works. So these new niggas in 2019 and even the old new niggas, meaning the old niggas that's acting new, that's requesting tax money. Are you kidding me? Did we discuss alternating um, 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 who claims a towel what year? And am I infringing on your year? No. It don't work like that. Uh, uh, since has, has he even called to see if y'all got food in your motherfucking refrigerator while y'all going through this virus? Hmm. Since- has he called to see if your kids' pants fit correctly and they're not beating at his ankles? <laughs> <laughs> has he made sure, you know... It it really ooh girl I'm I'm glad I got me somebody somebody who somebody look cause this this hits way too close to home motherfucker won't even ask your kids <laughs> if you got if y'all ain't eating if you got some bread no nigga me and my kids eating peanut butter and jelly on tortilla sticks on tortilla chips no we don't have it so like you're not even concerned and then the kids come over to their house and then you want to talk bad about the mama your mama got you got 
your shoes all nasty and you ain't got no haircut. But here you are, you want half my tax money because you won't even pay child support. They taking the shit from you. Hello? Ooh, it got real personal. Real Hello? I'm sorry. But okay, I'm sorry. so it got real okay, but then my thing is why why do why do why do the niggas feel like it's owed to them if you didn't put the the the, the thing about mm. the tax money is this is money that the government's owed me from taking too much out of my check when it could go back to my child based on what I filed and my qualifications etc the ghetto version so what did you put in on your side of the government I mean on your like you did you're not going to claim the child and mo- more than likely almost nine times out of ten the niggas that's asking for half the money is somebody that ain't done shit anyway think about it if somebody is constantly doing for the child why would they want to take money from uh, the household that the child is going to be in on some fuck shit yeah it's my they just just so selfish selfish you you gonna ask me for half of the tax money I'm the one taking care of little Jaheen. Go suck. Get mouth. out of my face. That that don't do that. Yeah. That's unnecessary. Oof. And that's it. That's my that's it. I just, just had to get them things off my chest. It's been waiting all week. Do y'all hear me? Ooh. Oh, I have I have one more little audacity to add. I apologize. Um, while we are going through this trying time, a lot of us are super uncertain. Um and it's scary that we're uncertain and don't know how long this shit is going to last. Um, let's think, stop going to the store and buying up everything. I literally looked and there are like no more baby wipes. There are um, y'all taking baby water. Y'all are taking it's, it's sad to go into the grocery store and then there are old people in there. And they're not able to get what they need because y'all have taken all the tissue. It's it's getting ridiculous to the point where I've now seen signs at the store of like, okay, you can only buy two lifestyle wipes. You can only buy two packs of toilet paper. You can only buy this. And that's ridiculous. It's really, really absurd. And I know that, you know, you would rather have more than not to have anything at all. But Let's be considerate for other people as well. Mm. Um, there's a there. I'm gonna be extremely honest. There's been a point in my time where, like, if this would have happened, maybe like ten years ago or you know twelve years ago, I don't know if I would have been able to provide for my family the way I'm able to now. Like I said earlier on Facebook, like I'm super grateful that I'm able to have things in the refrigerator. Not only that are wants but our needs like there's plenty of snacks in here for the kids to have you know my freezer is to capacity like I have to move shit around and take shit out of boxes so stuff stuff could fit in there like I don't have to go to the grocery store for anything unless I want to but everybody is not as fortunate to be able to do that so let's just make sure that we are thinking of other people too let's have some kind of humanity just just a little bit there are people with children who don't have anything y'all taking all the fucking baby formula like your baby can't go through all that right let somebody else's child have some formula like not, not everybody is you know able to breastfeed 
um, you know, that people need water. I, and this burns me up. Like, I I heard somebody bragging about purchasing $400 worth of water. Why do you need that much water for a three-person household? Why do you need that much water? $400 worth of water. Not groceries, because $400 worth of groceries is amazing. But a water alone? Water, just white, Amiga, just just water. This is just super, super capitalistic. Mm -hmm. It's super. I care about my needs and no one else's. Um, it's just it's really, really disheartening, and that it makes my heart hurt. Like I just, it just it really makes me upset. It really makes me upset, and especially. Because I have older people in my life and people who like my grandmother and grandfather who are older and takes them a little bit more time. So, um, no, my grandma can't get out to the grocery store at six o'clock in the morning because it's hard for her to see sometimes and she drives slower. And, you know, like just be thoughtful of your grandparents and, you know, what they're going through as well. And if you can, if you have $1,600,000 worth of toilet paper, donate some check on your little elderly neighbor to see if they have what they need you know or your big elderly neighbor either one right so just let's just have just a drop of humanity please y'all please and be kind to these folks who work in the fucking grocery store yes be nice to them because they're essential yeah because if this shit gets out of proportion and they shut the motherfucking grocery store down then what are you gonna do? You can't eat the fucking toilet paper. You can't live off that water alone. Not if be nice to these, be nice to these people for real. Be nice. Have some humanity and have some class. Yeah, all the grocery store workers I've seen have actually been in pretty good spirits about. Yeah, so that's shout out to them. Yeah, so be nice to those who are essential, y'all. And this is I've been kind of seeing different posts about. I saw a post the other day. That was saying um, this lady's husband who works in the ER and they've had so many of the cases and that, you know, she already doesn't see him because he works in the ER, but now she doesn't see him and they have a brand new baby Mm. because he's having to, she doesn't, they don't want to risk getting the baby sick and the rest of the family sick. So now he's sleeping in the garage. Oh, damn. So, you know, let's just be consider it if you have I, I know somebody who is works my cousin is somebody who's very essential she works at the cancer center and I just cashed up her $20 today like go get you a bottle of wine like that's the, that's the least I can do like let's just have a little humanity and um pray for the people who are essential pray for the people who cannot get off work because they are essentially like from what from what we're being told, this is something that's serious and they're putting their lives on the line. So, yes. Let's be nice to people, especially in this time of need. I agree. Let's do that. Yeah. So, in the form and the fashion of Spring Equinox, we wanted to present a new segment. And we're going to call this the Plant Club or the Plant Corner or something, you know, something cute. But Anika and I are super into plants. Uh, I got into plants because my husband left and it was just me and the kids. You know, he went to a different city and we stayed while the kids finished school in our city. And 
you would think like taking care of kids would be enough, but you know, having a void of, you know, another adult and another, you know, a companion to somebody to chit chat with or whatever. And somebody to take care of, essentially. Um, I got into plants and it's been just my pockets ain't been the same since. <clears throat> so um I love taking I had a green had a green thumb and I had no idea that I had it and so plants have literally transformed my life and have a huge dealing on my spirituality so we just kind of wanted to present plants to our podcast and you know maybe we can inspire you all to get some plants yes I just realized my my thumb just so you guys know so my journey with plants was a little different i I grew up with plants in my house, but then um, after Brittany kind of started having her plants, I was like, you know, I want some plants too. God damn it. And I had always been told that I have, a, well, I told myself my thumb was green because any plant I had, it would just die. But I'm like, oh, you actually have to take care of it. So I, when hearing her say I had a green thumb, I was like, I never considered that for myself, nor would I necessarily say that now, but it's definitely not black anymore. It's just like, oh, they, you know. Some die, some fell yes. off. So yeah, we definitely both now share a passion for plants. So, and now this is the season where you know it's not cold anymore. They can go outside. So we're pretty excited about it. Yes. So um, I just kind of wanted to let you all know what I'm, I'm not going to go into detail about. You know my favorite plan or whatever, but I'm just going to tell you what my favorite plan is, and Anika can tell it, us what her favorite plan is. Um. And then I just give you a little bit of tips and then we can, you know, dig deeper as time goes. Um, so my favorite plant is a monstera. Um, I love big leafy plants. Uh, I like the jungle feel. Um, it just it just makes the room feel so much bigger, even though it's taking up a lot of space. It just gives you the aesthetic of um this is homey. This is a safe place. This is it's super vibrant. A lot of oxygen. Yes, um, yes, exactly. And then my other favorite plant is uh, elephant ear. Like I said, I I really really love um, tall stalk stalks and just greens. And then um, elephant ears also come in like a dark. Black. It says it's black, but it's really not black. It's like kind of like a purplish color. So that's called a um a black elephant ear. I don't know the scientific name for it, but those two are my favorites. Um, what about you, Nika? Um, I don't really have favorites to be honest. It just pen- depends on who's staying alive for me at the moment. There's a couple, you know, I like a. I think I I have a category. I like um, tropical plants. So it's hard for me to mm-hmm. distinguish a favorite because it changes quite frequently. But I like tropicals. Know that. I, yeah, like I said, I like more luscious and greens. And Nika, <laughs> I've noticed that she likes uh, a little shop of horror type plants. Like hers are like more, um, not, not something that I would pick up. We're, we have two different tastes, but we're the same person at the same but time. But I'm so. about to say, at the same time, those yeah. two plants you got the other day, I have those, and we have a lot of the same plants, but... The ones I got today? Today. That's what it was day. today. I don't know why. I'm, I'm mixing my days up yeah. like I wasn't at work on a damn schedule. That purple one, um, that 
Cordy yeah. line. Yeah. And then the other one, I can't yeah. remember what it was that you put in your basket. It was it was a green one and a purple one. I remember that purple one because I'm struggling with that. Yeah. Um, I think it was. Is the elephant ear? Elephant ear. Yes, 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 yes. How could I forget? Yeah. yeah. So, um, one of the I have two tips, and I don't know if Anika has any tips, but um, the two tips I have are if you are a person who is new onto plants. Um, that's great and congratulations like get ready for your life to transform but don't just buy a plant because it's cute and that's where I kind of failed at when I started purchasing plants like oh yeah this is tropical I can take care of this but guess what you don't don't get a plant just because it's tropical and it's cute especially if you don't live in tropical weather mm-hmm. Um, buy it and actually take care of it if it requires six hours of sunlight make sure that you are giving it the acquired amount of sunlight if it doesn't require bright light don't put in a bright you know bright sunlight and then get sad because your leaves are burned or whatever make sure that (laughs) make sure that you can commit to taking care of the plant and if you can't leave it for people who are actual gardeners and who are more advanced and plant lovers who can take care of it it's okay to just you know keep the plant on your wish list until you're more advanced to take care of it it's perfectly fine they're still going to be there it's still going to be enough for everybody and and also i mean essentially it's a waste of your money Mm -hmm. um i can't tell you like like i said i do have a green thumb but there have been times where i have been depressed or been anxious and let the plant die because I wasn't in that headspace to take care of it and that was a waste of money and I ended up getting even more sad because my fucking plant died and that goes into my second tip um, just like humans plants are all about energy um, they feel whatever vibe you give off so um, play some Benaro beats for your babies, light some incense, um, open the blinds up, and set a vibe for your plants. Make sure you're watering on a consistent basis. Like, I have my plants on a schedule, just like I have my toddler on a schedule. I know every Wednesday I'm taking my plants out, like, they get enough sunlight, but I'm taking them outside for a certain amount of time. I'm giving them distilled or purified water. I'm taking care of them like they are my children and my children know not to fuck with mama plants like everybody in my house knows don't touch them plants if that basketball go over to them plants she's gonna have a fucking fit like they respect my boundaries on my plants so make sure like you're just again make sure you're not getting the plant just because it's cute make sure you can actually take care of it and actually um take care of your plants and give it energy and speak affirmations to your plants and um it's it's fun to plant a seed or you know whatever plant you're gonna grow it's fun to plant a seed and plant affirmations you know say affirmations as you're planting and then watch that plant grow it's something super fun and super cool like you're literally watching your words come to life so just fyi you got any tips nika no you 
went over some tips. I felt like I was writing notes or didn't the tips. I'm like, dang, I have to remember those and work on those. So, no, I don't have anything else to add on that. I think you covered it pretty well. Um, so, I don't have any plant projects for the week. Like, my plant projects are kind of going to be a little slim until we move as an apartment settings. Um, so, I'll probably do some repotting and stuff this weekend. Are you going to do any plant work since you are uh, we're in spring oh yes um i've i've done the repotting that i have to do um i have one plant that i need to do a lot of research about um it's mm. called it's that um what is it called it's a, called a core it starts with a c or no, mm-hmm. am i thinking no it's called the lubrosi or lubrosi and it's like mm-hmm. a Brazilian tropical plant and I just do not know what to do with that one so um, I'm trying to revive that one but it kind of like I'm really annoyed every time I walk by I'm like damn bro you do not have to die like that I don't know what to do <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to like stuck between like letting them die and just kind of like hurry up and reviving them so I'm, I gotta work on that that's my luberasi is what it's called so yeah mm-hmm. We'll we'll update uh in a couple episodes. Give us some time. How many plans do you have now? I lost count. I had twenty something twenty something at one time. Now I I counted the other day. I can't remember. I wanna say maybe fifteen. Maybe, but I can't really? remember. Maybe, yeah. They it definitely went down. I had a few casualties, but I'm cool with what I got now. Oh, man. I'm cool. Everybody cool? All right. We cool, we cool. So I got, I, I think I'm back up to like the thirty mark again, oh, and wow. I was really, <laughs> I was really nervous because, uh, not nervous, but I was like, this man gonna say something about me bringing these two big ass plants in his house today. I know he gonna say something like, I know he is tired of my plants, but he didn't say a word. I know that he noticed them because they're huge. <laughs> I just really, I'm thankful that he really understands and is um, patient with me and my plant. I, I know that he knows that plants have transformed my life, so that's why he doesn't say anything about it. At one point in time, he was complaining because I, I used to, I put eucalyptus in the shower. He was like, "God damn, now I got a shower with the plants and that and that and that." And I was like, but "It's gonna be okay. You'll be fine." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. No plant projects for me this week. Yeah, maybe soon, soon come. But for right now, no. Just trying to keep my life. Okay, guys. So now we're gonna move into manifesting Monday. We got a lot of shit going on. Okay. Yes, we do. So the chakra, <laughs> the chakra for this week is the third eye chakra. The third eye chakra is located on your forehead. It will be. Uh, dark purple, dark blue, or purple in color. Um, it is controlled by your intuition, imagination, and wisdom. Um, the element for the third eye chakra would be light, and the stone that you would use to unlock the chakra would be amethyst. Some affirmations that you could use would be: I am open to exploring the own unknown. Mm. I'm in touch with my inner guidance. I listen to my deepest wisdom. I forgive myself. I love and accept myself. I trust my intuition. My life moves effortlessly 
and I am at peace, just to name a few. So how to know if your third eye, third eye chakra is blocked, you would have a lack of faith in your purpose, um, feeling pointless, indecisiveness, um, or paranoia. Ooh. So some things you could do to unlock your third eye chakra would be explore different perspectives and viewpoints. So not just um, listening to your own own self and being closed-minded. You actually listen to things that you wouldn't listen to before, like a different perspective. Um, you will ground yourself with mindfulness. So you like one thing I like to do to open my third eyes, like read some self-help books. Some books that I've read uh, would be like, of course, The Four Agreements. Um, Untethered Soul would be another one that's a great read. Um, I have another one that I can't really think of right now, but I can add that to, we can add that to the show notes if I think of it. Um, so you would use the following, you can use the following herbs to unblock your third eye chakra, such as mugwort. And mugwort is one of my favorites. Um, you can either smoke up mugwort and like some rolling papers because we don't do tobacco, guys. Have you done that? Um, have I smoked it? Yes. Really? Um, you can smoke it or you can put it in tea, but tea is my favorite the way to use it. And I love mugwort because it opens the portal of lucid dreaming and it's just the most fascinating thing I've ever done. Like I love to lucid dream. It's it's just amazing. And then when you, when you, you know, inhale or when you drink your mugwort, um, you're able to remember your dreams a lot better as well in the following morning. Like I have a lot of um, issues with remembering what my dreams are. So I try to keep it like a dream journal now. But when I, you know, partake in mugwort, it has a lot to, it helps a lot. And I'm able to remember it throughout the day. Like, you know how sometimes you wake up from dreams, like, shit, I got to tell somebody before I forget. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it really helps stay in your memory. And you can get um, mugwort anywhere. Um, you can get it from your local bruja. You can get it from like a local, local herb store. African stores have it sometimes. So that's a good herb. Um, saffron, jasmine, lavender, passion fruit, rosemary, and blue lotus are actually good herbs for it as well. Um, another thing you want to do to unblock this chakra will be explore your limiting beliefs. So like if you want to, your beliefs is like, um, I'm not a good person and I deserve to be punished and I'm not worth the time and the effort that people think I am. Why do you feel that way? Let's unlock that and see why you feel that way. Hmm. Um, and one more that I'm going to do is try stargazing or moon gazing. Like I love to just look up at the moon sometimes, like sit in the back of my husband's pickup truck and just stare at the moon. And, like, if you're just staring at it, your mind starts to wander and you start to think things. And, like, you're just really just a, this little dot in this big-ass universe. So, all the shit that we stressing about and hung up over is really not worth it. Right. It does not really That's, matter. <laughs> yeah. So, that is your third eye chakra. 
And next week, I think we're about done. Next week, we'll be getting into the crown chakra, and it will be done. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to find something else, <laughs> guys. I've I've enjoyed this chakra. Can we do? We don't got no more chakras we can find. Mm-mm. We can't make none up. <laughs> that sucks. Well, yes, I'll come up with something else for us to enjoy. Okay, that'll be good. All right, guys. So we're going to move into our stone of the week, which is going to be black tourmaline. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought I had some, but apparently I do not. I think I got that mixed up with something else. But a little bit about black tourmaline, since we did talk about microaggressions um, in the workplace. Um, one thing that I realized after my research is I need some black tourmaline because black tourmaline clears negative energy. So mm-hmm. we would need to have that around us at our desk in our bras and in bras and drawers to protect our um, ourselves from negative energy. Um, it's also a protective stone and it repels and blocks negative energies as well. Um, it also helps you to actually remove negative energy within a person or space. So I just thought this was a great stone to help combat the microaggressions that we're talking mm-hmm. about if it's helping to remove negative energies and also block the negative energy it's actually a beautiful stone as well so um mm-hmm. you, you guys might have seen like those little ball bracelets that have um that people have i doubt that there's real black tourmaline like the plasticky looking ones but you can actually get pretty nice um black tourmaline bracelets online um, and just have the stone, but I'd rather just have the raw stone. Also, um, another thing about black tourmaline, it will cleanse and purify um, and trans- and transform dense energy into a lighter vibration. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, it, it does a lot with energy. So it helps to pr- essentially block negative energies and just turn it into something something of a lighter vibration, of course. Um, it also has a healing property. Um, it's a very effective stress reliever. So um, that's our stone of the week. So I'm going to be on the search for some black tourmaline, actually, because I was looking for a stone to buy. So that is the next stone that I'll be after. And I bet it's expensive. But we shall see. Yeah. I like black tourmaline a lot. It's um, Yeah, I like it a lot. It's one of my favorites. And you, I, I prefer the, um, like you said, the raw stones over the tumbled ones. Yeah. So, yeah. I think I'm going to go to my local African shop this week and just see what they got. If they got some, I'll, I'll send you some. Girl, we on quarantine. Stay home. I just can't stay home. <laughs> Y'all can't stay home so this shit won't spread. Look, my extroverted self cannot stay. I can't. And my introverted self is like, let's follow the rules, guys. Everybody back in the house. (laughs) (laughs) You laughing way too hard. (laughs) I'm like, shit, y'all want to go to the beach? Like, no, we're going to spread this shit. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Like, that, that just shows. Polar opposite. I'm like, <laughs> I told the kid, I told the family the other day. I was like, y'all, it's eight degrees outside. We should go, you know, look at the dolphins. I was like, we ain't gotta get in the water, but we can go look at the dolphins. And everybody kind of gave me a side eye, like, bitch, we not finna do that. We finna stay. 
girl something is wrong with you but something is extroverted about you so that's what's wrong i mean that's what that's just what it is stay in the house the fuck okay ma'am don't do me it might i'm i'm saying i had to i had to tell my friend to nerve that today i was like girl listen you don't need to stop nowhere extra just if you have to go to the grocery store go to the grocery store you don't need to be buying nothing extra i was like that sounds extra i'm gonna be your mama for a minute stay home yeah. don't especially him was on my head too because in cal and, and where she where she is um out in California, they said the governor says gonna be he expect fifty seven percent of the of the state to get it. I'm sorry, what? But why why fifty seven? Like, how did he come up with that number? I don't I don't know, but to me that's that all I took. I wasn't even gonna go there. I was just saying that's more than half. That's a lot. That's me. That's you. Do that. See me, uh, but on some Kim Possible shit. Dun, 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 dun. That's how I'm going <laughs> to the grocery store. Fuck wrong with y'all. Girl, I called my mama this morning for our, you know, our daily chat. And she was like, Girl, are you at the store? I was like, Yeah, girl, I need some bleach and I need some uh no I just needed to get out the house. I really did. We all at the grocery store like it's at the McDonald's drive through. Let me get a number uh uh. Don't even know what you want. <laughs> I don't want to the grocery store give four times on some let me get a uh <laughs> Uh, let me get a uh goddamn uh shit. <laughs> Give me a second, please. I know what I want. I know what I came in here for. Give me the goddamn basket. Where's the hand sanitizer? What y'all want? Shit off. What y'all want? What y'all want? <laughs> Wait. Yeah, that's okay. I'm I'm gonna do better tomorrow. Good. Hallelujah. Oh, y'all gonna see me on the on the IG be like, hey y'all, good morning. And my Kanye West voice. Good morning. No, you need to be saying that from the covers. Okay. Of the bed. Yes. Yes, I mean, ma'am. Of your apartment. Thank you. Okay, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Black Girl Manifest Podcast. Remember, you can send us an email to BLK Girl Manifest Podcast. And you can find me on Instagram at Black B L A C K Girl Manifest. And you can find me on Instagram as a P E A R eight seven. All right, guys. Remember, real niggas linking up, but real niggas also wash their hands and their ass and their legs. <laughs> 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 <laughs>